you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to Decide to Transform. I'm your host, Tomas Garza, and this is the show where I have some very, very special guests, quite literally from all over the world, that do some serious work in transformation, in healing, in spirituality, and all of the intersections of those. This is going to be a fabulous conversation today, and we'll be switching gears today, I'm happy to say, talking about animals and pets. We've had several shows that talk about dark shadow work that's very important for people's spiritual development. This is approaching people's spiritual development from a completely different angle. And joining me today is Mary Beth Haynes from St. Catharines, Ontario. Mary Beth is a very, very fun, loving, and interesting woman. And we are going to have a great show today. This is going to be really fun, guys, because we're talking about animals, your relationship to animals, and your pets. So members of your own family. Mary Beth Haynes' passion lies in making a difference in teamwork with animals and their gifts to humanity. She advocates on behalf of the language they speak. Since 2012, she has been working professionally with animals and the humans who love them. Mary Beth has been recognized as a highly regarded author, animal communicator, pet bereavement specialist, ordained minister, and speaker. In addition, she has published three books on helping adults and children in healing from the death of a beloved pet. Animals communicate with us in many ways, and always with love. And it has been Mary Beth's intention to help others in the healing that is needed after a loved one has passed away. Mary Beth is very excited to connect with you and looks forward to sharing with you all of the many gifts animals have to share as our teachers, guides, and so much more. Mary Beth, welcome to Decide to Transform. Oh, thank you so much, Tomas. I have been looking forward to this time together and I'm so happy to be here. And we're very, very delighted to have you. This has been a lot of fun. And listeners out there, Mary Beth and I have connected before through work. We are colleagues with the International Academy of Universal Self Mastery. And we've talked briefly. I'm excited to have you on the show today, Mary Beth, because we have a longer period of time than just a brief conversation. So you, you mentioned teamwork. That's one thing that jumps out to me. Teamwork between humans and animals. And I thought we'd lead off with this. Would you say some more about that from your experience? Teamwork is something that I've learned from a very early age. So maybe I can kind of invite you and everybody to jump into a time machine with me and we could go back, you know, 45 almost 50 years ago. Um, <laughs> Sounds like fun. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically when I when I was a little girl, 
um, I lived on a hobby farm. And so my parents always taught us that these animals that were on the farm, they were our, they were animals on our farm, but they were more than that. And when you give to them what they need, physiologically, physically, um, the food that they need, all that stuff, but also giving them more, like these weren't just animals. These were, these, in, as a little girl growing up, these were my friends. These were my, my, I thought I was their teacher, but they were really mine. Um, and so growing up and, and, and being with animals from such an early age, I really found that when, when we realize that we are not humans and they are not animals, like when we're, when we're looking at it as you're a human, you're an animal, we separate ourselves. Right. And mm -hmm. You know, back growing up in the, the 70s and the 80s, that's what it was. We, we were separate. Um, humans have domain over animals, all that kind of stuff. And the consciousness of animals wasn't really looked at. And so the teamwork aspect is we are all one. And, and I can say this because not only is this the work I do through communicating with animals, but it's my own personal experience from growing up with them in my life, in my okay. family. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes, it does. It, it makes perfect sense. And there's so many layers to this that uh, I think we yes. have a lot that we can discuss <laughs> from this. So I think that's very, very helpful to, to know that this is where this came from for you was your youth and growing up around animals. And you mentioned that there's zero separation. In fact, there is no separation. So at what point did that become clear for you? So that's a really good question. Um, I would say that the clarity of that actually has always been there, but I was never conscious of it. So the animals would always teach me that, and they would always show me that. But to actually put it into that's what that that is, like to actually put a, a label on it or that type of thing, um, that actually didn't come out until about the last probably 15 years. So, and it's, the more that animals have been here in my life, in, in those that I know's life, in my client's life, and you know, all of all of that, I keep learning more and more and more. And and so the messages become stronger and stronger and stronger. And I think that if we were to look at what we're going through now in life, you know, with with the happenings in the world and all the changes that are coming forward that was this is a different time than it was 15 years ago yes. right in, in a huge way yes and so <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that animals have really come forward in their communications is they're wanting to help us wanting to to become one so that we can work together in making our world a better place. I mean, our world is a good place. I truly believe that regardless mm -hmm. of anything that's going on. I, I guess it just depends on how you look at it. Right. And animals are here to help us 
They're here to help us along the way. So when we have that unity together, when we have that teamwork together, when we work together as one and not as separate, we are, we can, we can climb mountains, we can move mountains. And mm -hmm. uh, they've showed me time and time again, just how much they are here. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and is there one incidence in particular um, at any point, whether it was in your youth or as an adult, where what you just spoke about was very, very clear, where there was a clear lesson that you received from an animal? Let me think about that. So a couple, I'd say about three years ago, I was, so, so as, as, as a communicator with interspecies um, beings, so I get messages uh, from animals often. They, it's not uncommon for me to wake up at three in the morning or four in the morning and have a clear message that wants to come through. So I always have a right. pen and paper beside my bed and oh. you know, I'm always, uh, I'm always prepared. Um, that's when I'm most open, right? When my conscious mind is asleep. So that's mm -hmm. when I find a lot of messages come through. But about three years ago, um, animals, and when I say animals, on an energetic level, they came to me and they said that they are here and they want to help and they, they, they have many messages that they want to share. And they asked if I would partner with them in being able to get their messages out to the world. Okay. Now my human mm. mind went, how the heck am I gonna do this? Like, right, you know, my, but once I moved my, my, my mind out of the way, um, I'm like, yes, absolutely, whatever I can do. Um, and so they're, they've started to come through and I actually have something that's called soul healing with animals and I offer it for free. Oh, okay. And yeah, and it's, it's, it's actually going to be on the Academy um and it's it's there for free and uh it's it's animals that have come forward that want to be able to to help in healing and in growth etc so you've asked me a question and i've taken a, a bit of a long route to get there oh that's um, all right <laughs> uh, but the question that you asked, so during this first set of soul healing with animals, there have been six that have come through okay. and um, more are coming through. So there's going to be level two, there's going to be level three, mm. and they're going to, to continue coming through. But in this particular first set, um, this was not an animal, but I, I say animals because um, animals can be an animal, an insect, a reptile, right? right whatever we, right. Um, so it was the cicada. Okay. So cicada came through one day I was actually um, in my office working and you know how cicada, especially during the summertime now here in where I live, uh, usually around end of July and August, they, they make such a noise the the buzzing noise they they rub their wings together really 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 fast it's actually a mating call for them and that's what they do in the trees and you hear this buzzing and buzzing and it's actually quite a an, a, an amazing sound to hear right. and i was working in my office and i heard the cicada now again it was the time of year where they'd be around 
but I heard them so loud. They okay. were so loud. They were, they were, when I say piercing my ears, it wasn't piercing my ears in a way that it hurt or was uncomfortable, but they were piercing, they were, they were so close to my ears that I'm, I felt like they were in my office with me and they mm. were. Okay. But my mm. human mind got in the way and went, that something's got to be vibrating in here. Is it, is it the air cleaner vibrating? Is it the air conditioner vibrating? What the heck is going on? Because <laughs> cicadas are supposed to be outside, not inside. Right. Right. So I actually went over and checked these things to make sure that it wasn't them vibrating. And finally I'm like, I get it now. Move my mind out of the way. Mm -hmm. Cicada, I hear you. Because um, when I get a message from a sentient being, an interspecies being, I get what's, what's called like an energetic walk or an energetic latch. And I feel yeah. that. And then I start feeling where my heart center is. And I start feeling these words, these, these messages wanting to come up and out through my okay. voice. Mm -hmm. So I said to them, I'm, I, I hear you. Do you have a message for me? And I immediately started writing what they were saying to me. They said that they were here to help those who wish to release traumatic experiences from their life. Things that are deep rooted, things that are so you talked about, you know, peeling the layer of an onion, you know, right. things that, yes. that, that were really at the core of that onion. Mm -hmm. And so they were here to, to help with that. Now there's some things that I've been working at peeling on with my layer of onions mm. um, yes. on a personal level. And so I sure. said to them, you know, what, what do I need to do? I, I'm open to doing this. And they, they shared um, some information with me that, that through them, I was able to put into a meditation. Oh, okay. And it yeah. helps in releasing that deep, deep um, emotion and things that are ready to go. Hmm. Because our energy is shifting in this world. And so, so is what we no longer need. Right. And do you want to know, Tomas, the thing that I thought was that this was going to be hard. It was going to be deep work. I was going to okay. need to relive things. I was going to need to, to you know, move, move through all this stuff that I really wanted to get rid of. And they said that the, how do I say, the depth of how they were helping us to do this was in a way where it didn't have to be hard. Okay. When we set our intention to do it, it can mm -hmm. be done. All right. And it was the most beautiful experience I've ever had in being able to release things that were really hurting in my heart. Okay. That were really deep and, and were causing things from in my daily living. And I was able to release that through their message and through the information that they gave me in that meditation. And this oh. came from an insect called uh, the cicada. Yes. And listeners, you can picture this. And, and if you know what this sounds like, it is very 
meditative. Yes. It, it, it truly is. I, I'm familiar with this sound. And how long ago was this experience, Mary Beth? Do you remember? With the cicada? Yes. This was maybe two months ago. This was very recent. Okay. Okay. Very recent. All right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. All right. So we've got very current communications going on. And that was the first. Um, that was one of the first. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> There's been gotcha. several. There's been several. But I know you had asked one that kind of um, had had come up, if I understood your question correctly. Yes. And, and that's who kind of came through at ah. the forefront in my, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that message w was about healing yourself and letting go of what needs to be released, which is spiritual practice. Absolutely. If, if you just, um, if you drill down to the very heart of it. Okay. So this was just two months ago. How have the last two months changed for you? Oh, great question. I feel lighter. Okay. I find that if something were to come up as a trigger or something that, that I might remember, because remember, we are peeling the layer of the onion. Yeah. Um, I find that I handle it much better now. So instead okay. of going to that, that time of, you know, something comes up and, and that, that amygdala firing in my brain going, oh, danger, danger, or whatever it is that I, you know, that was traumatic for me um, from a young child, I'm now going, oh, that's come up and I can identify and I can witness it now. Whereas mm -hmm. before I wouldn't have been able to, to be that witness. Um, so it's, and I feel lighter and I feel um, this release and I've actually done it several more times and it's just, it brings me comfort. So okay. I feel very comforted since then. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I think that a lot of people listening to this show can relate to having some sort of similar experience, no matter how it actually looks on the surface. The last two months, in fact, even the last few uh, couple of weeks have been for, I think, um, so many people, almost exponential growth. We're literally, we're going to bed one evening and waking up a completely different person yeah. the following day. Yes. Okay. So then as these experiences continue to happen for you, have you gotten any messages about what you are to do? Are, are there any kind of guidelines for you or a, a mandate, so to speak? For me personally, like what to do with animals? Is that in, what you mean? or in, With animals or also with the world in general, are you getting any sort of advice from them about next steps for, for you and, and your life? I'm getting from them. I find that, so I find that the, the messages keep deepening. They keep getting okay. more and more, you know, before I would, I would hear, you know, when I would say I'm in a session with, with talking with an animal and their messages would come through, whether it be um, something that they're um, wanting to tell their 
I always like to say they're humans, you know, that type of thing. Um, right. You know, they, they were their humans, right? They're not our pets. Um, and I love that. And, uh, you know, there, there could be things, but they're, they're getting deeper now. And so there's a lot of healing that even our pets are needing and are, are ready to release. And so they've been sharing with me deeper ways of helping animals in what they also need to release. So animals are here to okay. help us and they're coming forward to help us. And then animals also need to release things as well that no longer serve them. Okay. And we can find that when we have animals in our home, part of our family, there's a lot of things there's reason why those particular animals are with us. They are our teachers and they are here to help us in many ways. They also have things that they need to do in order to grow and to evolve. And just mm -hmm. like us, it's, it, we learn every day. And so today. And yes. so, yeah. 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 Well, and this is very, very interesting. So what does that look like if you're in session with um, a human and an animal? And uh, how, how does this communication get facilitated or enhanced? So if I understand your, your question correctly, um, what I do is number one, I need to be in a space and in, in which to communicate. So if I'm, gotcha. if I have 10 mm -hmm. things on my mind, or if I'm, you know, maybe not feeling as well, or, you know, a little low mm -hmm. in energy, um, that's not the best time, right? So I need to, there, I, I, you know, this is all about working with energy. Because mm -hmm. when you and I are talking right now, we are exchanging energy back and forth. Yes. Uh, so the difference with communicating with animals is that their messages are coming through still, energy back and forth they're just coming through in a different way than we are used to hearing and talking with mm -hmm. and so i need to make sure that i'm doing my own self-care i need to make sure that i'm doing meditations or or i like to call it centered focusness um okay. i don't even know if focusness is a word but Would, i've created it sure. if it's not <laughs> it is you just made it up yeah. So we're going to roll just, with it. Yeah. We're going to roll with it. Oh, yeah. It resonates with me, right? So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so centered focusness. <laughs> and when, once I'm in that space, so I do that before every session. And then once I'm in that space, I'm setting the intention to connect with that animal. Okay. And I'm setting the intention to be able to um, be a conduit to be able to give and receive their messages mm -hmm. with love, with clarity, with blessings, and to do so with what will be in their highest and best. Okay. Because when we set the intention, we create that space and that space becomes created and therefore everything then starts to fall into place. Okay. Well, and is there a certain, uh, experience that, that you've had in working with people and animals that that really stands out in your mind certain breakthroughs that you would like to to talk about oh let me see so um there was so i have a couple that i can share like i have many i'm just trying to think of which <laughs> ones right sure um, yeah. So I think one of the things that, that we as, as humans have 
deep within us is is that that love that we 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 have with our with our family members that may have fur or scales or fins mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. right and when when the time comes for them to die and to okay. to pass into spirit it's a hard time it's an emotional time we love them so much and no right. wonder it hurts so much when when it's time for them to pass so there was one particular session that I, I did, um, and I was talking uh, with this beautiful dog, and he was his human really wanted to make sure is he okay, um, but I didn't know this at the time. So I always ask for a photograph because I work really well when I see that the photograph of the animal, um, mm-hmm. that brings my connection to them really strongly. Okay. And so when I teach others, I teach through photographs as well, because it's just, it's a very powerful tool, tool of being able to do that. And so this, this dog um, came to me the morning of the session. So um, his human sent me his photo beforehand. Um, so I saw that, that, that photo came through and that morning, early morning, the, this dog came to me and just started telling me about what happened when he passed. And he explained in minute detail, every single part of how he now not not every story is the same of how animals cross into spirit. So this particular one that he was sharing with me was what happened, um, where, who he was greeted by, um, what the tunnel looked like, uh, everything, where he went once he was, was there and how he spent time in this place where he actually received healing from beings of, if you wanted to say spirit or heaven or whatever it is that you would like to call it. Um, he explained all that and it was really important for him to get that out to me. And this was at least 12 hours before the session. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thanked him and I, I made note of it all. And I, I got that message um, through. And I knew there was a reason why, but I didn't know what it was. When I had the session that evening, his human, again, wanted to know, is he okay? What happened? Where did, you know, where did he go and all that kind of stuff? But before that were to, to come out, they were having a really hard time with how he passed. Okay. And so they, and, and they weren't able to move forward. They were, they were very stuck in that moment because it was quite traumatic for them. And I completely understand why they were stuck in that moment. Mm-hmm. He came through 12 hours earlier with that message because that is what was helping was to help them move past that stuckness. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely amazing how he, once they heard what happened, where specifically in those minute details of where he went, how he got there, who greeted him while he was there, what happened when he went and had that healing done, all that stuff. It brought so much peace to their hearts because he had a very, um, he had a, a, a very 
deep illness here in the physical life. And it was something that weighed heavy on their hearts because Mm -hmm. they wanted to help him so bad and they did, but they wanted to be able to do more. And without getting into more deep, just because of of confidentiality, his message to them was able to help them in that first aspect of healing that they needed so that they could then really start the grieving process. Okay. And I thank him for that because it helped them so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it would. Um, yes. 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 yes, most definitely. So that's a very clear illustration for our, our listeners of what the teamwork actually Absolutely. looks like. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing too, to add into that is one of the things that animals have shared with me is that when they die, we are so used to their physical presence. Mm-hmm. We miss being able to touch them, to see them. We miss that, right. those physical senses that we have. And they've shared with me that they may not be in that physical body anymore, mm-hmm. but the essence of who they are still exists. It has changed form. Right. And scientists have studied this. You know, we may think that, you know, right now, uh, if I look at my arm, my arm looks solid, right? We learn in science class, right? <laughs> that, that, you know, our, basically my arm is molecules vibrating at a really, really fast yes. rate. Therefore, yeah, yeah. it looks like yeah. it's solid, right? Uh, and scientists have studied energy and they've, they've said and they've kind of, quote, proven that you cannot destroy it. Energy cannot be destroyed. It can, however, change from one form into another. And so animals remind me of that all the time. We are not gone. Our physical presence is gone, but we have transferred our energy into a different form. And I say that so that everybody that's listening to this right now can be reminded that their animals that they love so much are still very much here with them in spirit form. Yes. Yes. And well, and you just answered one of my questions. So let me ask a follow-up question then, um, Mary Beth, what what would you recommend um, or what would you like to say to people that are listening right now that are experiencing just that same kind of grief and loss? I think that... First of all, my heart sends so much love to you if you are are feeling this right now. And this could also be bringing up something that has happened with an animal 10 years ago, 20 years ago, Um, right? Because we, grieving has no set time. Mm -hmm. It's not like, okay, in three weeks, this will be healed, right? It has to happen in our own time. And it has to happen in our own way because if somebody says, well, you should do this and you should do this and you should do this, well, that might work for them, but that might not necessarily work for you. So remembering that it's your, what's going to happen in the best way for you. Mm -hmm. And to also know that even though you may miss your animals so much because we're, we're human, we like tangible, we like to touch, feel, see, yes. hear, 
right? It's, it's, it's the invitation to, to shift focus a little bit to our, I like to call them intuitive senses or mm-hmm. our spiritual senses. Mm-hmm. So my little guy, Mr. Mushi, he's in spirit and I wish I could see him. I wish I could pet him. I wish I could feel the softness of his fur. I wish I could do all that. But if I shift that focus over to more of a, and and using a picture is perfect. Um, Take a picture of your, of your animal, look at your animal, close your eyes and just Mm take some breaths and see what might come through on more of a spiritual sense. Mm -hmm. So is there a feeling that comes through? Is there an image that you might all of a sudden start thinking about? Is there something that comes through that way? And it can take practice, especially if we're really feeling sad, but it's honoring that time. And it's, it's, it's inviting, it's creating that space to be able to still connect with your animal that has transferred energetic form Mm -hmm. and who is now in spirit, heaven, uh, you know, whatever it is that you would like to, to, to call it. Okay. Yes. And another thing that really jumps out at me is that this is a process. Very much so. It's quite a process. Absolutely. Yes. Well, and what you've done is you've shown quite clearly the spiritual elements of all of this work. Uh, In fact, it's centered on that. You're an ordained minister as well. So how does that play in to all of the work that you do? Well, you know, I I never planned on becoming ordained as a minister. It wasn't something that I, you know, and and about five years ago, um, uh, a mentor of mine mentioned that uh, there was this this gentleman, and this was, I'm in Canada, and this was in the States, and uh, Mm -hmm. he was coming, and there was going to be an ordination. um, And for anybody who was interested in, in becoming a reverend or a minister in the work that they do that they could learn more about it and the work that I was doing um, with animals at the time it, it just felt right to me because I work with a lot of grief and loss and I work in, with animals and, and the humans who love them uh, that's what my books uh, are focused on as well at this time okay. and what I did was I uh, took that opportunity to learn more about how this could serve animals and and humans um, in the mm-hmm. healing aspect and also not just with the healing aspect uh, blessing of animals um, you know uh, having having those those services as well and it just was something that felt right so I, I, I use um, this role of reverend in whatever way that it's needs, um, uh, whatever way it's welcomed, I guess I'll say. Um, It's not like I have a church or I have, you know, that type Mm -hmm. of thing. It's more of bringing that, that spirituality and that energy into the work that I do. And um, it brings uh, Mm -hmm. 
me a lot of peace. The ordination process as well of becoming a reverend was something that really was uh, spiritually enlightening for me to be able to even be of further service to animals and humans. Okay, I love this. All right, well, while we're talking about the work that you do, I know that there are people out, out there listening right now that are curious to hear more and that would love to get a hold of you somehow. So how can people reach you and find out more about your work with humans and animals? Beautiful. Thank you for asking that. Oh, you so, bet. Yeah, I love connecting uh, with people. I love um, learning more about you and the animals in your life. And so you are very welcome to go to thegalspeaks.com. And there's a contact uh, page on there that you can send me a message. Um, the other thing as well is if you go on Facebook, I'm on facebook.com forward slash the gal speaks. Uh, one more thing uh, to let you know too, the, the International um, Academy of Universal Self Mastery, if anybody's interested in the soul healing with animals, again, I'm offering that for free and that will be part of the academy there. And I wanted to just give a gift to everybody if they, if they would like it. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, for those of you, if we start getting to know each other better, you're going to find that I love giving gifts. It's just something that's always been my nature. I just love gifting things of love to people. So um, at thegalspeaks.com, there is an animal uh, communication kit that you can actually okay. go and request and, and get it downloaded. Um, I share with you uh, a, a digital book. It's called um, uh, Seven Surefire Ways to Strengthen the Bond with Your Pet. And it's your personal guide to a deeper connection with animals. Okay. Uh -huh. And there's a bunch of really cool things in there that I put together in this kit. Again, my gift, no, there's, there's no strings or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then we can keep in touch and, and uh, I would love to learn more about you. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you very much. And so the gift, the free gift is the animal communication kit for people. And it's thegalspeaks.com. Thegalspeaks.com. And you know what, Tomas, I, uh, again, I just love giving gifts. And I know we've talked a little bit too about the grieving process. Yes, and yes. The first book that I published is called The Power of Pets, Seven Effective mm. Tools to Heal from Pet Loss. And you can also get a free digital copy of that book as well. So if you go to thegalspeaks.com, you will see that there is a pet loss link and that will bring you to a page that if anybody wants a copy of that book they, they, and they're looking for some guidance in the healing aspect, they are more than welcome to to request one there. Fantastic. Okay. I love that. So there are several ways to get a hold of Mary Beth. If you'd like more information, it's thegalspeaks.com. And you referenced just a second ago, the International Academy of Universal Self Mastery. I'll give that website here to the listeners. It's an acronym, I-A-U-S-M, we call it I-Awesome, and it is I-A-U-S-M.com where you can find Mary Beth's offerings here. That's the International Academy of Universal Self-Mastery, which launches next month. 
And uh, well, when the show comes out, we're recording it in September of 2020. So <laughs> next month, October, this month, when you're listening to it, the platform launches worldwide. So Mary Beth, I have a, a question for you. How did you arrive at the title, The Gal Speaks for your business? Okay, so uh, remember how I told you about three years ago, um, animals, the, the energy of animals connected with me and asked if I would be able to partner with them. Yes. And in being able to help uh, sharing their messages, being that conduit. And so their part of that was what they identified to me as the guardian animals of lightness. Okay. And if you say guardian G, animals A, lightness L, that spells gal. Ah, yes. Okay. And my husband, the smart guy that he is, said, well, you also are a gal. And you speak to animals. So that's where the gal speaks came from. So I am a gal and I, I speak to animals. The gal who speaks with animals is okay. who I'm known as. And GAL itself stands for the Guardian Animals of Lightness because together through partnership, we're able to support the animals and the humans who love them in this way. Okay, so I love this and I'm glad that you capitalized it all. Otherwise, I wouldn't have, have known. So this is, yeah. is G-A-L in all caps. That's so right. this is great. The Guardian Animals of Light. Now, are there particular animals that have identified themselves or self-identified as the Guardian Animals of Light? Or is this all of them? So it's the guardian animals of lightness and they have um, identified themselves in many different ways. They okay. have come forward as actual animal form. They mm. have come forward as energetic form. They have come forward through my dreams. They have come forward um, through, remember how I talked about that energetic latch. So yes. I've asked them more like, you know, who are you? Like, what, what, what are you comprised of? And, and they've shared some much deeper um, information with me. And one of it is, is that they are comprised of animals that are in spirit, animals that have lived on earth and have transferred into spirit. Okay. Mm -hmm. They've also brought in um, that there is angelic energy that is with them as well. Hmm. And so it's a collective energy that I'm, it's, it's, a, it's a channeling of that energy um, okay. that I'm able to receive their messages. All right. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So it's multidimensional, quite literally, it Very sounds like. Much. Yeah. Very okay. Much. Well, that's, that's fun. All right. I, I'm really interested in that. I love that. And so many people have what they consider to be a spirit animal or, or is this in any way related um, if people are out there listening that identify with a particular animal as their spirit animal is this in any way related to the the what we've talked about here so we all have animals that will be with us um, mm -hmm. during our lives and they are referred to as animal totems there are yes. spirit animals and and names like that and we will there are animals that will be with us all our lives mm -hmm. there are other animals that will be with us just during times when 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 they are guiding us and then okay. when we have moved on to the next step 
they then are not are no longer with us um and they move on to help somebody else and so yes it does tie in um because there are spirit animals and there are animal totems that we have in our lives and if you find like for me crow comes to me all the time crow has always come to me and crow is one of my uh spirit animals that is with me for life because they have been with me for my whole life so far um, I've had other animals that have come forward and then I don't see them anymore. And I, I've come where I can identify now that I've, they've come to do what they, they've come to do and okay. now they've moved on. So it, I, again, I'm giving you a long answer to your question, but short That's answer perfect. to your question. It. Yeah, it absolutely relates. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that the long answers are, uh, are a lot more fun. <laughs> they are. Actually, they are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we have to have fun. Uh, yes, and that, that's, sure. that's wonderful. Okay. Well, Mary Beth, thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure to have you on the show as my guest. And this is a conversation that I've been looking forward to. I've learned a great deal. But before we wrap up here today, is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners? about the work you do, about animals, uh, spirituality in general, any last thoughts that you'd like to put out? I just would like to say thank you for your love of animals. I would like to extend an invitation to you all that when you see an animal, whether you're outside or whether it's an animal that's in your family, when you look at them the next time, I invite you and extend the invitation to look at them in a way that you haven't looked at them before. Look at them as your equal. Mm -hmm. Look at them as you and them being one. And just invite that opportunity to get to know each other better on that way. And then connect with me and let me know how that goes because I, it's something that is a very simple thing to do, but it brings such clarity when you give it the intention and attention to do so. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, um, just sending and extending blessings to, to everybody and just thank you for, for listening to this and being a part of, of your show. Um, Tomas, I, I just, this, I feel like you know, yes, this is the work I do, but this isn't work. This oh, is, good. this is my purpose. This is why mm -hmm. I'm here. And I feel like I'm home when I do this. And so just to thank you, Tomas, and to thank everybody for being here. No, oh, you're most welcome. It's my pleasure. And that is why I podcast host, actually. That's why I do what I do so that I can That's give people beautiful. this space and hold it for them and that uh, they can feel at home and get their message out to a worldwide audience which never hurts. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, Absolutely. That's, that's wonderful. Well, Mary Beth, thank you so much. Uh, and it's been a pleasure to have you as my guest here today. Um, guys and, and listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Decide to Transform. And everyone have a great day. We'll see you again soon.